The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And on this podcast entry, as you know, we've been in this glossary series, really diving deep into some of the most important terms and terminology that you need to know on artificial intelligence, machine learning, and big data. And yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot of glossary entries. And the reason why is because many of you like it. <laughs> and many people are still confused about the terminology. And you know what? It's okay to be confused about the terminology because a little bit of an inside secret even the industry is confused about the terminology. When you go out and you look for a definition of terms, sometimes you'll use the same word used multiple ways. That's kind of by intent. Unfortunately, words like bias have three completely different meanings in completely different contexts. Also use multiple different words to mean the same thing. It's like, why? Why? You know, th th there are reasons. I, I can't say they're the best reasons, but there are reasons. <laughs> And, and then sometimes just that there really isn't a good definition for many terms, including, not surprisingly, the term artificial intelligence itself does not have an established, well-defined term. So if you're getting into arguments with people about terminology, don't get into arguments as long as you're on the same page as to what you mean and what your intent is. So that's our that's what we're going to do here. That's what we've done here on the AI Today podcast, these last many episodes, and we'll keep doing them. This is going to go on for a while. So please, if you haven't yet subscribed to AI Today, you should. And of course, we do more than just glossary stuff. We, we have interviews with folks who are putting AI into practice, hopefully doing it the right way. But even folks who are doing it the wrong way, we want you to learn from their mistakes, failure series, our use case series. So definitely stay connected with AI Today. Exactly. And, you know, as Ron mentioned, we had noticed, you know, our listeners were coming to us, uh, customers were coming to us and saying, some of this terminology just really is so confusing. Can you help explain it to me in terms and words that I understand? So we came up with a very comprehensive AI glossary that goes over, you know, AI, machine learning, and big data terms at a high level in words that make sense. Because as Ron mentioned, sometimes Things are confusing for no good reason. So we wanted to say, all right, let's explain this in a way that makes sense. And since we put that together, we thought, why not have a glossary series on this so that we can share it with all of our AI Today listeners? So sometimes we're going to be talking about just one term. Sometimes we'll group a few terms together that make sense, and we want to present it in a logical way. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about recurrent neural networks and long short-term memory. So recurrent neural networks also can be abbreviated as RNN, and they're a type of deep learning artificial neural network which uses time series or sequential data to perform a machine learning task. So RNNs have loops or cycles that allow outputs from modes to impact other layers that can provide input to those nodes. And this allows for memory or the ability to handle sequential data, which is important to understand. Uh, so RNNs can use their internal state to process variable length sequences of inputs. 
Since they're, you know, handling that sequential data, RNNs are commonly used for things like speech recognition and natural language processing. And then one thing to point out with RNNs, because like we said, sometimes you can have multiple terms for one thing. Sometimes another term for RNN is also called a feedback neural network. Right. So um, as we, when we talked about in our previous glossary entries, we talked about deep learning. So you don't know about deep learning, you should listen to that. If you want to learn about what these nodes are, which are the neurons and how they're connected into layers, you, we have a whole glossary on what nodes are and with how the layers work. And then in a previous uh, glossary entry, we talked about sort of the most basic form of neural net, which is the kind where stuff flows from one side and goes to the other, the feed forward neural net. The very simplest, simplest version of that is the single layer perceptron and this multi-layer perceptron where we kick these together. We defined all those terms, so don't worry. We don't use any terms here in these glossary pockets. We don't talk talk about in more detail in other places. But the challenge with those um, kinds of neural nets, the, the previous kind that only kind of go in one direction, is that when we do have data that's dependent on previous data, that's what sequential data is. It's like when I use a word, the order in which I use the word really matters. You know, uh, you know, the house is on Jimmy is different than Jimmy's on the house, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever term you want to use, right? Even if I use the very same words, order matters a lot. And and in order to learn certain tasks, like not only natural language processing, but other tasks, more like a video, I'm trying to understand what happened in a video, understanding what happened in the previous frame really does matter to the next frame, right? Watching a video in reverse kind of <laughs> makes everything different. So RNNs um, sort of became that sort of uh, first uh, approach to this idea of using feedback from one layer to the next, which is why, as Kathleen mentioned, has that other name. Well, there's a very specific kind. RNNs in general uh, have been useful, but they had some issues in terms of just the general approach. We needed a more, more uh, detailed approach to deal with the fact that we might need to remember things for longer than, say, one, you know, the next sequence, you know, words being literally next to each other or maybe one or two steps from each other. Sometimes I may need to hold something in memory for a, a longer period of time. And this brought up a form of an RNN called the long short-term memory, LSTM. And at LSTM, as a recurring neural networks, um, they have these feedback loops of just like RNNs where outputs from some neurons or nodes at certain layers are looped back to provide inputs to not only those same layers or to previous layers. Um, but they also have this idea of the memory cell and the memory cell provides some ability to hold something in memory for multiple training uh, iterations. So that way, when I see data coming in, the training iteration knows that I should be looking for this sequence. So a standard recurring neural net, RNN, does have long-term memory because weights and biases in these loops do record these sequences over the long-term. It has a little bit of short-term memory as well because the way that the activation patterns happen uh, remembers kind of very recently what just happened. But the LSTMs are meant to enhance these RNNs by providing longer short-term memory, which is why it's called long short-term memory for RNNs that can last thousands of time steps. Okay. So a long form of short-term memory, which is why it's used that. I know these terms can be kind of weird because it goes long and short, but it's actually long short-term memory. So this little unit, this memory unit, if you want to think of it that way, this memory cell is composed of a cell, some input gate and output gate, and this idea of a forget gate, because at some point you want to stop remembering the sequence. So the cell remembers the values and the gates control the flow of information. So 
as we mentioned, RNNs are good for NLP and all these applications as well. LSTMs are have really proven very good. And they're good at handwriting recognition, speech recognition, machine translation, video annotation and control, even robotic systems where they have to remember sequences like go this way, then go that way, then go that way, right? You can think about that as a sequence. Healthcare applications where we will need to think about uh, different uh, applications of how we move information around. And they've been really useful. Now, there are other approaches to deep learning that have, in some cases, even supplanted LSTMs for these particular applications. And we'll get into them. But LSTMs are still around, very useful, very powerful. And if you hear that term, now you know what that means. Exactly. And that's the point of this podcast, so that we present terms to you and then you can understand them at a high level. So if they come up in conversation, you at least have said, okay, I've heard that before and I have a basic understanding of that term. But of course, knowing the term at a high level and knowing how to put it into practice are two different things. And if you've listened to our podcast for any number of episodes now, you know that we are big advocates of doing AI right. And that includes following best practices and methodologies. We're advocates of the CPMAI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management management for AI methodology. So for our listeners, we have put together a free intro to CPMAI course where it will help present CPMAI to you at a high level for free. So we encourage you to sign up. I know many of our listeners already have. And so, uh, you know, I, I hope that you've learned a lot from that. And if you have not already, make sure to go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to sign up. If you'd like to sign up for the certification, then go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. This is going to go into uh, much greater detail and as well provide you a CPMAI certification upon completion of the course. So we'll link to both of them in the show notes so that you can just click on the link and it'll take you right there. And with that, we'd like to thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.